This is like smoking weed for people who don't smoke weed. Hi everyone, welcome to Half Baked, the world's only Great British Bake Off podcast experience. Join us every week as we discuss the highs and the lows and the mediums of the best and most darling British baking show, The Great British Bake Off. Every reason. No, because it's just a cake. It's not just a cake. It is just a cake. I'm one of your co-hosts, Alex Jones. And I'm your other co-host, Megan Reynolds. And we are going to talk about the first episode of the sixth season of The Great British Bake Off. We are coming to you live from glamorous cosmopolitan Soho, so enjoy the noise. My favorite show of the summer. The One of the best shows of the summer. I would say so, I think, far. Although, although uh, I do think we need to address the fact that, for whatever reason, PBS calls The Great British Bake Off The Great British Baking Show. There is a reason for that. The thing is, I sort of find the idea of a off, like a bake-off or a walk-off. Right, dance-off. Right. Etc. Face off. Oh, okay. Like that. That all feels like uh, that feels like a very American phrasing or a turn of phrase. Oh. I think, at least in my head, maybe it's mostly because I think of the word walk off a lot. Oh right. Like sure. It's time for a motherfucking walk off. <laughs> Do you off. think of that often? <laughs> oh my god. Well, I think, I think the opposite. Great oh. British Bake Off just sounds very British because if you think of it in a British accent, it really works. Can you but say it in a British not accent? Going to do that. No. Um, but I think Americans wouldn't understand what a Bake Off is. I think you're and underestimating think, Americans. I mean, I do that every day, don't you? Anyway. Interesting. Moving on. Anyhow. So it's back. So the Great British Bake Off is back. Yes. It's very exciting. It's season six or series six, series as the six, British would say. As the British say. Um, and it that ran already last year, right? Mm-hmm. It ran last summer, like last August. I and think. from what I understand, it was a national phenomenon. It was. This was like the season where it really like really took off, I believe. Right, right. And I and I sort of like watching it after Brexit because it reminds you that Brit- Britons aren't so bad after all. That's true. <laughs> Generally speaking, they're fine. <laughs> you can't blame all of the Brexit. That, that was, the you know, that was a joke. I, I do want to make it clear that I'm just kidding here. That's fine. No, he is. That's true. <laughs> so it was the first episode. Cake Week. Cake Week. Um, Twelve bakers entered a really beautiful tent. It is, the show is, does always take place in a very nice, on some sort of British estate with a castle situation, usually a brook. A grassy knoll. Um, a grassy knoll. Um, there's a tent. Uh, there's a bunch of British people in the tent baking. Um, it's hosted by Mel and Sue, who are a they're a comedian team, like a comic duo mm-hmm. in Britain. Um, Paul Hollywood, who looks like a husky. He does look like, like the a husky. Dog. That is yeah. accurate. Like exactly, and kind of like a daddy. Yeah. A daddy husky? Just no, just a daddy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, and like a husky, I sort of feel like he he looks a little feral, like he might bite you. He does, but his eyes are very blue. Right, right. I almost blue. wish one were a different color, like 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 in that oh, really weird she? husky way. How she? <laughs> I know. He should he should experiment with colored contacts for series seven. I we should we should. I'll let him know. Mary Berry is an old British lady who's also a baker. And also a fashion icon in England, Ex- might I add. Excuse me? She's a fashion icon. Her really? suits are all the rage. Wow. Yeah. More so than like the queen or whatever? 
um, it may rival the Queen. Interesting. I mean, we need a British correspondent to properly explain Clearly, these because I, I mean, we're just making lots of assumptions, <laughs> assumptions left and right, just everywhere, an assumption there, an assumption here. Right, and Mary Berry has, uh, has written something like... Uh, oh, she's written a bunch scores of, like, of a cookbooks. shitload of, yeah, a ton of cookbooks. <laughs> a shitload. I don't know, she's, what, she's old, she's been busy. So each of the episodes is structured with three bakes, mm-hmm. uh, and it, the, all the shooting takes place on the weekends. And so the contestants know what is coming for at least the first bake, which is called the signature bake. Right. And in this case, it was a Madeira cake. It was. Um, and the Madeira cake was something that they could practice all week and then show off as their quote-unquote signature. Right. And then the second cake was a technical bake. And the technical bake is something that they don't know what it is. Right. And they get a very loose outline. A pretty shady a outline, I, I, I would I, say. I feel like it's like, like a sentence completion it. outline. It's amazing. <laughs> The technical bake is usually one of either Paul or Mary's recipes. Right, right. And because Mary has literally a, just troves of recipes, there's no right. possible way you can really anticipate right. what the technical bake will be. Exactly. Um, but I love the technical bake because everyone gets the same exact amount of, mm-hmm. like the same ingredients yep. and the same sort of dodgy recipe. Yes. And they have to use their intuition to figure out how to make this properly. Right. And it puts them all levels of playing field. Right. Which is very nice. Right. Nice right. to see. Right. And the, the judging for that one is anonymous. Yes. So the judges don't know who baked what and they judge it purely on the technical merits of the cake. Right. Right. So it's like pure meritocracy. Fabulous. Yeah. That's all we want. Uh, yeah. That's all I want in America and Britain. And life. Um, number three is the showstopper. The best one, I think. Right. Right. That's when you... you Pull out all the balls sauce. to the wall. Yeah, all um, usually a lot of disasters occur during yes, the showstopper. Yes, yes. Um, it's always very stressful. Uh, you learn a lot about baking. Right. I do at least. I and, learned... and usually integrating things with other things, like ice cream with cake, or Re- oh, like yes, doing mousses with other. You know, right. Like I feel like there's many different elements techniques and layers. of baking. Right, and then. That is not judged anonymously, and the best part about that is when they have to carry these giant-ass cakes really far up to the judging table. Nobody helps them. No. And they're just like, the cakes are wobbling. You know it's like 900 degrees in that tent. Right. That's that's my favorite part. That stresses me out. And they often have like giant vertical structures that have been built. Oh yeah, I mean sometimes it'll be like a Tower of London and like a bridge, and um, and they'll do like set pieces around. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of their their taste levels are interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, and and so this is also where aesthetics come into play the most probably, Mm -hmm. because uh, the the showstopper must not only taste good, but look good. Right, because if you're, say, if you're like technical bake, looks like crap, but tastes good, you can still, you could still be okay. Yeah, you can still rank fairly well in the technical. Everyone else would have to do really shitty for you to do kind of okay, but that's But usually the aesthetic, uh, like, commentary isn't that Big no, because they're just tasting it and eating the cake. Right. Um, and then at the end of all of this, all these three very stressful events, um, someone is crowned star baker. Right. Someone who did the best basically over the Overall. two Overall. Right. And then someone goes home. Very good. And then they go home. Mm-hmm. And then they... They prep. They, they prep for the next weekend. So it's basically like having a country house, but you have to do so much fucking work. Right. Well, I think the thing that I like about this show, though, is the fact that they have real lives and that they don't have to yeah. be sequestered. Like in American reality show, yeah. the, the general 
move is to take everyone, sequester them for Throw like them in a hotel for like three months. Nobody talks right. to anyone except for each other. Right. They go kind of stark raving mad. Right. And then they're manipulated for the schemes of producers to right. do for nefarious a plot, for things. For a narrative. Right. right. But this, it, this really focuses, I think, more on what they produce. Yeah. And it, it's, I would say, out of even the American competition-based or merit-based reality television like, so you think you can dance or top like chef. an American Idol, a top chef, they're still, because they're sequestered, because they're away from their family and the phone and whatever else they do to them. Um, I feel like this really just, it, it's just nicer to watch. It is. It's just like, it's just happy. Just a good show. Right, right. And it also feels like the stake of, or the stakes are high, but not because you're going to win $100,000 at the end. Right. It's because you want to be the best Yeah, you just want to be really good at baking. Yeah, you want to, you want that recognition. Yeah. They don't get any money, so... But it's, they get a cake stand. They get a cake stand, mm -hmm. um, which, you know... And it's not that fancy of a cake stand, actually. It's, it's, it's probably, it's probably from Ikea. Well, <laughs> it's, it's pretty humble looking. I just, I mean, humble, a humble cake stand. It's a humble cake stand for a humble show. The humble little show that could, because I, I think I discovered the show like two summers ago when I noticed that it was on PBS and I love, I love a cooking show. So I was like, what's this? And I started watching it. And I was like, oh, this is like smoking weed for people who don't smoke weed. 12 fantastic bakers to break in. Madeira cake for me is one of the great classics. It's a close textured, beautiful, plain cake but it should have a dome and a crack on the top. Season six, episode one, <laughs> features is the cake episode. It's the as, cake episode. Um, cakes are kind of fun to watch, I think. Yeah. Um, so the signature challenge was a Madeira cake. And What's a Madeira cake? It is basically a pound cake. Okay, that's what it looked like. Most people did okay, but there was one individual that I would like to discuss. Let's discuss who's it. Madeira cake. I found appalling. Um, <laughs> Who could that be? His name is uh, is Stu. Stu with the hat. Stu with the trilby. Yeah. And those little um, he had little silver tips on the this part of his shirt. Right, the collar. right. The collar. Yes. And um, he's a musician, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> and a pretty shitty baker. Stu's a lead singer in a band and a professional musician. His lime and chocolate Madeira will be topped with a rum and lime glaze. What upset me so much about his was that it was, um, it, he called it a Marley cake. Yes, a Marley Madeira. A Marley Madeira cake. Mm -hmm. So it was flavored with lime. chocolate, lime, and then it had like a weird like rum glaze yes. that hardened to caramel that like chipped one of Paul Hollywood's veneers <laughs> or something. Um, but I realized when I was watching the show that he called it a fucking Marley cake because Bob because it's black and white. When you cut the cake open, it had like swirls of black and white. And Bob Marley. Bob Marley is not black and white. Yes, he is. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh. So he made a biracial cake <laughs> in homage to Bob Marley. The glaze hardened into a caramel. It was. It, well, was a it mess. also looked disgusting. I also like chocolate and lime don't sound good to me. No, it, it sounds like too much bitter and sour. It just sounds like, well, it just, why would you do that? Right. So um, that but, happens. But this has been, I think this is Stu's thing, is that he doesn't actually Being have... an idiot? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> just joking. Well, he doesn't really seem to have a good enough technical grasp. Yeah. 
but he wants to try new things. Which is admirable. Right, and I don't... I, I hate don't, risk, so... I, right, right. And I don't hate... Uh, I'm not going to hate on someone who wants to try new flavor combinations. That's true. That is true. But I don't think he has the, like, the actual ability to execute any of his ideas. He, sadly, he did not. Um, he was a, He seemed very nice. Right. But he just was not a good baker. Um, do you want to talk about challenge numero dos? Two was the technical challenge. It was a Mary Berry recipe, and it was a walnut cake. Which a walnut cake doesn't sound appealing, but it seems simple. It was like, it had okay. walnuts with buttercream, and then a meringue frosting. I mean, it did not look appetizing. No, it's not a cake that I think that I would really want to. Well, it feels like a banana cake. It feels like banana bread without the banana portion. Uh huh. Right? Sure. But like why do you need three layers of that? That's my question. <laughs> because so you can so you can test them on whether they can make even right. layers. No, I was just talking from purely like gustatory <laughs> standpoint is that I wouldn't personally Well it enjoy... sounds like you personally wouldn't even want one layer. Oh. No, no, because that, that's too much frosting also. Right. These are my personal preferences, clearly not related to the television show at hand. <laughs> so um, our favorite friend, Stu, did not do so well no. on the technical bake. No. He placed 12th, which was second to last. I have who's first. Um, I, was, I was very sad to see that Nadia uh, did the worst on the technical bake. Well, she also didn't frost the sides. She didn't, I think that was her downfall, was that she basically, it didn't look good. The cake looked, I mean, I'm sure it was like fine. I mean, listen, any of these cakes would be better if you, would be, are better than if you or I had right, made them. Right, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a nude cake in a lot of ways. You could it see was it a exposed. very like, deconstructed, like wedding cake kind of feel. Right, right. right. Which is not, not what Mary Berry's looking for. No, no. Definitely not. Um, so who won the technical bake? The Lithuanian bodybuilder. Yes, my fave. Um, Her muscles are amazing. She won. Um, I, I, my biggest question about Ugna mm. is Maybe how she that. maintains those muscles while eating that much sugar and carbs. Well, I don't know that much about muscles. No more than I do. But from what I understand is that like people who have bodies like that mm. generally need to abstain from sugar and carbs. Maybe she just feeds it to her kids. And then they tell her whether and then, it's good And like or not. maybe her husband. Maybe or like that's a why her palate seems a little off. Sometimes. Oh yeah, because her um, her Madeira cake was like it was mm -hmm. lemon and thyme, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there wasn't enough thyme in That's lemon. right. That's so right. So maybe she doesn't really taste it. She's just like eyeing everything because she's like, I can't destroy my body. Right. I mean, her body is very serious. Right. It's serious a temple. Business. It is a temple. Yeah. Tell me about the showstopper. The showstopper. Please. So the sh showstopper, I think, to me, is like the final elimination challenge. Like it's the one that has the most weight. Yes. In every episode, it's sort of like it counts for fifty percent of the vote in some sense. I think you know? it's where they show their creativity, right. and it's where they show their aptitude more so than in the other two. Right. Like they're really just really right. going for it. Right. And so this time it was a black forest cake or a chocolate gateau. It's a three-layer chocolate cake with cherries, like a cherry jam. Yes. Some sort of cream situation in between the layers. And then kirsch, which is, I think, cherry-flavored liqueur. Liqueur, yeah. Um, and there's a ganache involved. So I think the three main components essentially seem to be dark chocolate, cherry, and kirsch. Right. But, I mean, it's built on a sponge base. Um, the show says the word sponge more than any television program I've ever watched. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I hear the word sponge more on the show than I hear, like, in three months in my life. You're, when you think of a cake in your mind's eye, that's like what a sponge cake, cake is. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. cake in its pure form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What were some of your favorite showstoppers this time? My favorite showstopper of all, I think, was Alvin's. 
Oh, I did like I the abstract so geometry of it. It was yes. so cute. Yes. Alvin was a nurse uh, who is married and has kids. Yep, that's right. That's right. Um, his cake looked really nice. Yeah. It had like all these chocolate curls. There was gold leaf on it. And it, uh, lots of shards. It sort of looked like it was out of Maleficent. Yes. And that's what I liked about yes, it. Yes, like a cake Maleficent would eat or yeah. throw at someone. Yes. Or both. I really... So, so something that Alvin's cake shared with my favorite cake was mm. Nadia. And uh, oh. Nadia had a black mirror cake. Uh, oh, the Which ganache, Alvin also right. did. Mm -hmm. And they both had the... Like the cakes... It gave this cake this very slick look. Right. Like almost like it was oil. Right. Um, and I loved that. It was so sexy. Very sexy. And I Two think very sexy. Kids. Yeah, and I think Nadia especially, like she sort of uh, there was a minimalism to it that felt very fresh, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then the cake itself, when they cut it, right. the, the layers just looked. I know. I know. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is that is a moist looking cake. It's a very. They do say the word moist an awful lot in this television program, also. But that seems. It was a moist cake. It was a very moment. moist cake. Yeah, I could almost. I could practically taste the texture in my mouth. And you don't even like. And you don't even like sweets. Oh, I do. I do. Don't try to throw me under the bus. Here. You said it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mostly. Words. Okay. Yes. Anyway, we'll return to this we, later. I'm sure, we will. <laughs> okay. So those were those were our favorite cakes. Yes. Um, there was an incident. There was an incident that we need to talk about. That we real that was pretty serious. I um, gasped. I gasped and covered my mouth, and my sister was like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> and I had to tell her that. Okay, so this um, one of the contestants, her Durette. name is Durette, um, She was making her. Uh, she was making her her cake. She was making her showstopper. Her showstopper, and she had a mousse as the filling, I believe. Yes. So, uh, from what I understand, it was a cho it was Alhambra cakes, which are a little denser. Okay. So instead of doing a sponge, she did an Alhambra cake. Okay. And uh, she messed up the Alhambra cake, which is why she had to remake it. Right. Which prevented her from making the mousse with to put onto the Alhambra cakes to set in time. The mousse didn't have enough time. Basically, to set. she had a chocolate mousse that didn't have time to set. So when she. Ugh. Oh gosh! So so the moment is uh, the cake. She pulls the cake out of the freezer, I assume, and then yep. she she removes the acetate, and the the mousse just starts it just spilling. Melted. It's spilling out from underneath, like someone gutted a fish, like a soft serve machine gone rogue. <sighs> It was and, and you could see her face. She looked like she was about to start crying. I think she, she probably did. I think she in the after, uh, you could see her crying and Nadia yep. comforting her. It was awful. I was heartbroken. I can't believe this actually happened. Dorette, what's to be done? Nothing. Oh no no no, come. There's lots to be done. Piping is a great thing. There's no need to get upset. Every reason. <laughs> no, because it's just a cake. It's not just a cake. It is just oh, a cake. Well. It's just a cake. Bakers, showstopper time is up. That doesn't mean you're going to go home. It doesn't mean you're going to go home. So I, w I would, I have to say that this reminds me very briefly of season five of the Great British Bake Off when Ian was making a baked Alaska oh and a similar thing happened. The bake that was that right. was hard. But I think I think what what we learned from history in this case yes. was that the host said, "Don't throw it away." That's right. Right, or she she would she wanted to make sure Durette didn't toss it. Right, that she would still be judged on the cake that yep. she had made, even though it was in some senses a failure. Right, because that was more important to be judged on the work she had made and to present that. Right, than to just say, 
I'm done with it. Right. Which is what happened in season five in that controversial... Because because Ian didn't have anything to present that episode, he got kicked off. Right. Which is fair. Like, you, you can't get I mean, to be judged you, when you don't have anything yeah, to present. Yeah, you have to have at least something, even right. if it's like your cake in a glass. Right. Even if your ice cream is a puddle. They can at least lick the puddle. They can. Despite that thing that happened with her cake, which was awful, she is still in the competition. Yeah. Who went home? Um, oh, you know, Stu. <laughs> Our fave. It's okay, Stu. Um, you seem to have, he seems to have a very flourishing music career. But Stu's cake fine. was a terrible idea. It was I think the we, worst right, idea. We, we really glossed need, over that, but right. we really need to get into that. We really get need to in get there. into that. He made a purple forest cake. And he added beetroot. He flavored it with beet because it makes it more... What he didn't take into consideration is that it makes it more moist. Right. As per Paul Hollywood. Right. Which Paul Hollywood warned him, he essentially. Did. Said he did. that if you add beet to an already moist cake, right. it's going to be too moist. Too moist. It's going to be It's going to be wet. Yep. And you don't want wet cake. No. Moist, fine. Wet, no good. Right, right. Um, and it was kind of, it just didn't look... Oh, God, it looked so ugly. The purple was just, like, kind of upsetting. Right. And also, he covered it in a mascarpone cream. There was a mascarpone cream and a meringue frosting, also. That's right. It just didn't look like a Black Forest cake. Well, it also didn't sound appealing, either. Right. Again, the flavor combinations are just, just bizarre. Off. So, Stu, you know, as I said, he's probably, he's probably an excellent musician. Right. And he could probably make a very serviceable cake. Right. Um, I think he was just too ambitious. Do you think that the judges made the right call sending Stu home over Durrett? Yeah. Because I, I assume they were really debating between the two of them. Yeah, I would think so. Um, I think they did. He just, I think he just fucked up too many times. Right, right. And Durrett did fairly, she acquitted herself fairly well in the technical and yeah. in the signature. She like got by right, right. in both of those. Right. Totally fine. And I think they saw that she was probably strong enough to be able to do... This was just an unfortunate incident as opposed to how it is always going to be. Right. With Stu, it's always a matter of conception. And from conception, I think his kicks are bad. Or his I cooking agree. is bad. I agree. So he went home. He went home. And Star Baker was Marie. Marie! That cute little Scottish lady. Good job, Marie. Yeah. Good for you, Marie. Um, Marie, I think, showed that she didn't have to do anything innovative. No, she's made a cake. She made a cake. Right, she made a good Madeira cake. Yep. She made a... Uh, Fine to good. A good... I, I think I have where she placed, She actually. placed third in she the technical. She was third in the technical. Right, so right. top three. Yep. And then she made a solid showstopper. Yep. That was, that a, was a Genoese sponge mm -hmm. with dark chocolate. Yep. And then she had those, like, giant trees on top of it. Oh, that's right. She did the trees. Right, right. The chocolate trees. Right, the Karawaka trees. <laughs> those were... <laughs> I mean, gotta love him for the creativity. You really, like that dude who, um, Matt, who made the elephants? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And was Sue or Mel was like, there are no elephants in the German forest. <laughs> but he did it anyway. And you know anyway. what? Listen. And you know what? It's your cake. You can put whatever fucking yeah, animal you want cake, on it. Yeah, make your fucking cake, dude. Who cares? Yeah. As long as it tastes good. Yep. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever the fuck else you like to listen to podcasts.